It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Expectations are high in 2023 for the Miami Dolphins from their fans, but what about expectations across the rest of media? Today is an exploration into power rankings across NFL media to see how the Dolphins are stacking up in the eyes of others. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today is Wednesday, May 17th, 2023, and we are looking at power rankings across the NFL today here on Locked On Dolphins to see how the Dolphins are stacking up and additionally how opponents that the Dolphins are scheduled to compete against are stacking up as well. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Shout out to our everydayers who do keep it locked in on a daily basis. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Now, this was not my originally scheduled programming for this morning, but... Uh, having done the game-by-game schedule prediction earlier this week and hearing the feedback uh, from Dolphins fans, I thought it'd be appropriate to kind of take a look at the Dolphins and how they're stacking up in other media places. Because um, I, if you missed it, you can go back and watch the show on Monday, in which I did the, the game-by-game schedule prediction. But I had the Dolphins finishing tied for first place in the AFC East at 11-6. and six. And the comments were not nice. <laughs> uh Somebody had had suggested that I didn't feel as though the team was a true contender, but my counterpoint to that would be uh, we're two years removed from seeing two 10-win teams play in the conference championship game, and one of them nearly win the Super Bowl. I absolutely think the Dolphins are a contender. Being a contender is making the postseason and being healthy enough and playing the right caliber of football at the right time of year to make a run. I absolutely think the Dolphins if they have the proper uh, talent at their disposal in the middle of January, can go on a run and beat anybody. And and that includes going on the road and winning a playoff game. Uh, I don't want anybody to think that I don't have faith in the Dolphins. That was another bit of feedback that was given was, man, you you lack the faith. Maybe, uh, but it's not my job to have faith, right? No matter how much I love the team, it's my job to be objective and have intellectual honesty with where I think reasonable expectations come for this team. And this team has not won 12 games in a season since 1990. No, 11 wins, haven't done that since 2008. Tied for first place in the AFC East, haven't done that since 2008. I think the best season we've had in 15 years is a pretty darn good starting point while acknowledging that if the team stays healthier than average throughout the course of the entire season, particularly a quarterback and on an offensive line, this team could very easily be better than that. I very easily see the pathway to 12 wins. 
So I just want everybody, if, if you were surprised by that schedule prediction, just know I have a lot of enthusiasm about where this team is. But how they stack up, it's more about the degree of difficulty of the opponents that you have to place and face in playing the AFC West and the NFC East. If the Dolphins were in the South, I'd probably pick them to win 13, 14 games. But they're not in the South this year. They're in the East, so they have to play the Jets twice. They have to play Bills twice. Case in point, I want to look at power rankings across the space and see how they stack the Dolphins uh, versus... Uh, expectations and and where the scheduled opponents are stacking on these power rankings as well because I think that could paint a pretty nice picture about where the Dolphins stand. So let's start with Pro Football Focus. This is a betting market implied set of power rankings that came out from Pro Football Focus uh, yesterday from Ben Brown. And if you're wondering what does betting market implied power rankings mean, Here's their short assessment. Uh, Taking clues from the betting market, we can attempt to assess how to order the games, how the order of games could impact the team's record in 2023 and highlight most difficult stretches. Power rankings provide relatively clear tiers on the market assessment of each team according to the spreads. Uh, The NFL schedule release set off a chain of events culminating with DraftKings offering spreads for every 2023 NFL regular season game leading up to Week 18. Uh, That allows you to reverse engineer the betting market power rankings to see how bookmakers evaluated each team heading into the season. This is the best and most accurate way to power rank teams and provides framework to evaluate both the offensive and defensive team's strength. So long story short, this is attempting to recreate best off the spreads via the schedule uh, betting lines for each game for every game that's going to be played this season. How strong the odds makers in Vegas feel each football team is. Here's the top of the list for this betting implied power rankings. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs at number one, the Buffalo Bills at number two, the Cincinnati Bengals at number three. The Philadelphia Eagles at number four. The Miami Dolphins at number five on the list. Uh, And the assessment that they have for the Dolphins, no team has more polar outcomes than the Dolphins. They had a relatively quiet offseason, adding Jalen Ramsey as their one legitimate move to an already solid secondary unit. Still questions surrounding the quarterback position, in addition to the difficult schedule, will continue to arise throughout the season. They have a three-week stretch bookended by road games against the two prior Super Bowl contenders. If they drop all three of those games, they could have a difficult time making up ground in the stacked AFC East Conference playoff race. Okay, that's fine. Um, You're in fifth place, and you still managed to have four games against teams in front of you in the power rankings, with the Bills twice, the Chiefs once, and the Eagles once. Now, those are all winnable football games, of course. Kansas City's a neutral site game. Buffalo, you get home and away, and you played them within three points in every game you played them last year, and then the Eagles. Um, but then you continue down the list. The Jets are six. You play two games against them. The Cowboys are seven. You've got a game against them. That's at home. Detroit, eight. Baltimore, nine. You have a game against them on the road on New Year's Eve. So just to highlight the degree of difficulty of the schedule based on the odds makers, according to what Pro Football Focus reverse engineered, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. So half your schedule is against teams that are in the top nine of these power rankings. Now, the Dolphins being in the middle of that, 
You're going to win some, you're going to lose some. But it's exciting to see them sitting at five. But just the further reinforcement of why I didn't have the Dolphins winning 13 games this year when I did my own schedule prediction is that degree of difficulty. Now, that's not uniform, right? That's that's one methodology to conduct power rankings. ESPN has a different methodology that I'm excited to dive into here on Locked on Dolphins as well. We're going to do that next here. But before we do, got to tell you about our friends over at Built. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. They are absolutely, positively delicious. And right now, you can go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your next order. You can go to Walmart, get yourself a four-bar box at the pharmacy section. You can go to Sam's Club, get a 13-bar box and really load up. Make sure you have one for the ride home. Make sure you pick up a box of Built. You can thank us later when you do. It's the life hack you didn't know you needed, whether you're looking for um, meal replacement, post-workout, breakfast, grab-and-go, something delicious, you name it, Built can be it. So go to Built.com, Walmart, or Sam's Club. Pick yourself up a box and thank us after you do. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. ESPN, uh, their power rankings were conducted on May 15th, so Monday, two days ago. It's from the NFL Nation reporters. Our newest rankings are below with analysis from our NFL Nation reporters on each position or for each team. Our power panel is a group of more than 80 writers, editors, and TV personalities that evaluate how NFL teams stack up against each other and ranks them for 1 to 32. So Pro Football Focus said, we're going to take the betting lines and going to reverse engineer the betting algorithm for how betting markets calculate how good the teams are, and that's going to be the power rankings in this situation. Well, ESPN said, well, we have 80 personalities here. They're all going to look at these teams 1 through 32. They're going to submit a ballot. We're going to have 80 submissions, and we're going to average them out. Kansas City Chiefs are at 1, as they were in the the first edition. The Cincinnati Bengals are up to number 2. The Philadelphia Eagles sit at 3. The Bills drop in this group to 4. San Francisco checks in at number five, and the Dolphins sit at number six. So betting market, Dolphins at five. Panel of 80 personalities at ESPN puts the Dolphins at six. Uh, They fall behind the San Francisco 49ers, but the other four teams in front are the same, just in a different order. Directly behind, Dallas Cowboys, Baltimore Ravens, Los Angeles Chargers at 9, Jacksonville Jaguars at 10. So while the PFF group had the Jets checking in at number 6, the ESPN panel has the Jets checking in at number 12, but coming into the top 10 that is a common opponent for the Dolphins in 2023 is the Chargers who were not in. So 
the ESPN panel has the Dolphins playing seven games in the top 10 against opponents that are ranked in the top 10 in these power rankings. And of course, the, you know, the shoe goes on both feet where those teams all have to say, well, we have to play the Dolphins who are ranked currently as top 16. Marcel Luis Jaquez with the uh, commentary here. Miami took an underperforming, albeit banged up defense from a season ago and upgraded in the form of newly hired defensive coordinator Vic Fangio and former All-Pro cornerback Jalen Ramsey, adding linebacker David Long Jr. could improve could prove to be the under-the-radar signing of the years he helped solidify the middle of the Dolphins' defense. With Fangio at the helm and young talent at every level, Miami could push for top 10 production on both sides of the ball in 2023. Yes, I would agree. Turnovers and health will be the big measures for Miami. But uh, looking at this ESPN panel from a different angle here, want to look at the, the soft games on the Dolphins' schedule as well. I think this is worth acknowledging the the lowest ranked team Miami plays is Tennessee at 28. Then you have to go to uh, 24 for the Washington Commanders, 23 the Denver Broncos, 22 the Carolina Panthers, 19 the Las Vegas Raiders, the New York Giants come in at 17, and the New England Patriots at 16. So that's seven games, conversely, for teams that are very middle of the pack or worse for the Dolphins. And if these, if these Dolphins are going to take care of expectations, they play the Patriots twice, so that's eight games, actually. I'd be highly disappointed if the Dolphins didn't go 7-1 and one against that group of teams. I just think the readiness of the team, and of course injuries will have something to say with that, but even still, you play the Patriots twice in the first half of the season. You play the Giants in Week 5. You play the Panthers in Week 6. You catch the Raiders coming out of your bye. The Broncos, you play Week 3. Washington, you get extra rest to play that football game. And then the Titans, you have a little extra rest, and you're at home to play them late in the season. That collective group of games, that eight games, if you're not seven and one versus that group, six and two at worst, uh, you're, you're really putting yourself in a hard spot. Those are the football games. I understand New York made the playoffs last year, but if you look at this Dolphins unit defensively, just as an example, you look at the defensive side of the ball, and you say, okay. The Dolphins have Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, Brandon Jones tracking as though he's going to be back, which would be huge for the team. David Long in coverage underneath alongside Jerome Baker. And, and Long is an exponential upgrade over what you've had. Cater Kohu potentially in the nickel. Cam Smith. I'm forgetting guys. Well, I'm not forgetting guys, but like you don't know what Trill Williams' role is going to be with this team. Uh, you don't know how much Deshaun Elliott's going to play, even though they, they, I mean, they signed him to a one-year deal worth less than $2 million, so I don't think the role is imminently going to be especially large. You add all that up, and you look at the New York Giants, and you say, okay, the interior of their offensive line, you're going to have a rookie center. Their guards, I don't think we've really upgraded. Andrew Thomas is a stud, but Evan Neal last year uh, really struggled. What receiver do they have that's going to test you? Even, even what Xavier Howard is, was last year. Isaiah Hodgins? 
was their their high volume player for the Giants in the back half of the year. How are they going to stress you? How are the Titans with Traylon Burks going to stress you? How are the Panthers with Adam Thielen going to stress you? Like these are these these are these teams' top players, and and when you get put in a situation where those kinds of teams can't really stress your athletes on the perimeter, it changes the math game you're able to play to load up and stop the run. So that's why my expectations for some of those games against teams that check in in the bottom half of the rankings are what they are, because my expectation is that the core principle of what the Dolphins are defensively under Vic Fangio, or we're expecting them to be under Vic Fangio, you don't really think the other teams have the personnel to really dictate terms to you. Uh, we have CBS next. Uh, this is our, our third and final stop on the NFL Power Rankings jaunt to explore um, how the Dolphins are stacking up, and we're going to do that here to close on Locked On Dolphins. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The CBS rankings are always interesting uh, because my guy Pete Prisco does them, and Pete... Uh, says what he thinks, and I love Pete. I personally love Pete. I've met Pete a number of times. Pete has always been very awesome to me. Um, but the, he he hasn't universally loved the Dolphins. So I was interested to see that Pete put out power rankings about two weeks ago, and it was the immediate post-draft power rankings. Obviously, the, the Aaron Rodgers fallout was still hot and fresh, and, and the Jets, case in point, jumped up 13 spots in these power rankings. So here's, here's how they stack out, and we'll talk through it. Uh, the Chiefs at one, no surprise here. Universally, the Chiefs are number one. The Eagles check in at number two. The Bills check in at number three. The Bengals at number four. The 49ers at number five. It's the usual suspects. It's the same top five in a different order than the ESPN poll, and it's the same top four in a different order from the PFF one as well. 49ers at five. The Jaguars at six might raise some eyebrows. The Cowboys at seven. The New York Jets, eight, and the Miami Dolphins at nine. And Pete's commentary is this. As long as Tua Tungvaloa stays healthy, they will be good on offense. The defense has improved by adding Jalen Ramsey at on the corner, the problem is this division is brutal, and it is brutal. Case in point, as I said at the beginning of the show, if the, if the Dolphins play in the AFC South and you got six games against the Titans, the Texans, and the Colts, I'd pick this football team to win 13 games, and I'd sleep really good thinking that the Dolphins are going to have a division title locked and loaded and good to go, and you're going to have a home playoff game and all that. I, I can't say that with certainty because the, the Bills have won this division several years running. The Jets are a better football team. This, the challenges of the schedule um, present unique challenges for all the teams. And Warren Sharp actually did a really nice job outlining the favors the NFL did for the Jets, uh, looking at net rest uh, advantages throughout the course of the schedule. No team 
has a greater net rest, which means plus or minus number of extra days between your last game and the next game on the schedule uh, versus their opponents across that 17-game schedule than the New York Jets. They have an astronomical amount of games that they play this year in which they have extra rest to go into a game of, of at least a day. Must be nice. And every one of their last four games that they play, they have a rest advantage in because they're playing a bunch of teams that play on Monday Night Football and they play on Saturday, on Sunday. They don't play a single divisional game this season with a net rest advantage. Must be nice. And as a, a case in point, the San Francisco 49ers are the league's worst in this regard, according to Warren Sharp. They, they are minus 20 days. So it's almost three weeks cumulative across three months of disadvantages on a week-to-week basis. That's a crazy number. Uh, the Dolphins are, are well represented there. They're, they're, I believe, in the top eight in net rest advantage. But the Dolphins in these sets of power rankings check in at number nine. And Pete's is the most daunting one for the uh, opponents that you play who check in in the top 10 because you have the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Bills twice, the Cowboys are in front of you, the Jets are in front of you twice, so that's seven games for teams ranked in front of you, according to Prisco, and then you have the Chargers at 10, so you have eight games against teams in the top 10, seven of them are teams that were ranked by Pete Prisco as better than you. Now, I don't believe all of those teams will be better than the Dolphins because, case in point, I have the Dolphins tied for first place in the AFC East at the end of the road. I think 11-6 and six gets you tied for first, and that's what I think the Dolphins will be. Right now, it might change. We might get through training camp. We might I might go down to camp, see this team fly around, be super inspired, and say, hey, you know, I think even if they incur injuries on X, Y, and Z, they've got enough depth, which they did not have last year, to be able to incur those. And that's kind of the goal. They've They've really work to acquire all of these difference-making type of talents so that as they deal with attrition throughout the course of the season, the floor is higher for the performance of players when you're missing, and then you still have more difference-makers at your disposal to then be able to still go out and win football games because guys are going to make impact plays. And you're not going to have 14 turnovers in a season. You're not going to force 14 turnovers, paltry 14 turnovers in a season. That number's got to double. And if that number doubles, we're going to be cooking with gas. It'll be fun to watch. Uh, Prisco's rankings also has Dolphins playing games against the 28th-ranked team, the Broncos, two games against the 27th-ranked team, the Patriots. Thank you, Pete. I know I'm not crazy for thinking the Patriots are are really outgunned in a lot of matchups this year. 25th-ranked team, the Raiders. 22nd-ranked team, the Panthers. 21st-ranked team, the Titans. 18 ranked team, the Commanders. Uh, so you have seven games against teams in the bottom half of the league as well. Those are the ones you got to take care of business in. And if you go 50 50 split on the other games, the highly competitive games, you might win 12 games. You might win 13 games. But you're going to win some you shouldn't, and you're going to lose some that you shouldn't too. And all of that adding together is, is how I came to the schedule prediction outcome that I did for the Dolphins on Monday, which was 11-6. and six. Remember, I have faith, but it ain't my job to get on here and have faith. It's my job to come on here and be intellectually honest with you on how I see things and law of averages and traditional outcomes 
and trying to apply that logic to give you the best possible product that I can here on Locked on Dolphins, which is why I hope you hit subscribe and keep it locked in here on Locked on Dolphins because it is your team every day here on the Locked on Network. I'm Kyle Krabs. That's going to do it for today's show. Fins up. Shout out to our everydayers who do keep it locked in on a daily basis. We'll be back again later today with yet another episode, so make sure you find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hope to see you then. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.